As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Watch What Happens Magoots. What's up, dude? Uh, just living on the edge over here, yeah. ready to roll. Um, as you said, actually, before we started recording, week is going slow. Super slow. Just not even sure what's going on anymore, but yeah, I mean... No current events or anything this week, because guess what? We are the current event. It's New York week, baby. Big time New York week. And guess what? We have to go up and back twice in the same week. I think we're the first people in like TV history to make their TV debut, have a free hotel, not use the hotel, because we have to drive home to be at work Wednesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to think about Wednesday morning, but you know, off on Thursday for the live show, going right back to the Big Apple. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we're going to be living this week. We're living, and we just got to make sure, okay, and I know you make fun of me for stuff like this, but like we got to make sure to take a step back, enjoy it, take it all in. This is pretty wild. This is pretty crazy. I mean, when you really think about it. It's pretty crazy, yeah. It's nuts. So, like, yeah. let's enjoy You're going to get all sentimental on me? Oh, my God. I'm going to cry at some point. You save it for, like, the midweek episode, you know? Well, I guess Probably, this Probably, is... if I don't cry at the live show at some point, I'll be baffled. Okay. I'm just going to say that. I don't know when it's going to sit on it's stage. Not be, no, no, no. It will not be mid-show. It's not going to be like during a bit. It's just going to be like I have these moments because my life moves so fast all the time. I have so I much I hope it's at the out. meet and greet. Like people are no, taking no, pictures no. with us and you're just sobbing. No, I don't. be some great pics. I don't know when it's going to be. I'm just saying this is how like I operate. I, I go, 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 go. I forget to like take it all in. And at some point, I'm like, hey, idiot, look around. I'm like, oh, my God. And I get overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, tomorrow night's going to be an absolute whirlwind. Um, I'm absolutely going to be doing the which ca- which camera are we looking at? Like, where, where are we at? Please don't do I'm that. I'm not going to. I In my head, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow night's going to be an absolute whirlwind. And it's right on the heels of, and, and logistically speaking, it's really funny. It's right on the heels of Salt Lake's reunion. I know. And everybody's concerned about whether or not we're going to be able to watch the reunion. <laughs> so many people have asked. Dev asked. She's like, how are you guys going to watch? I was like, we'll I didn't even watch think it. about it. I'm like, we're, we'll watch it there, I, yeah. I assume. We'll figure out a way to watch the reunion. Also, they're not going to be coming over to us for like a ton of opinions. There might Ooh. be a couple of one-offs here and there and be like, oh, yeah. Back to Heather Gay. Like <laughs> more reaction shots would be funny. Yeah, we'll probably, just like cracking up. We'll definitely be reaction shot guys, which I'm cool with. Maybe a couple of one liners here and there. I'm just so excited for the opportunity. Like the fact that we've been doing this for as long as we have and have the chance to go on this show. We're gonna make you all proud. Our our listeners, <laughs> we will make you all proud. I promise you that. We won't do anything dumb because it's live. Wouldn't that be making them proud though? Because they know that we're idiots. So if we I, do something dumb, they'll be like, that's our boys. My favorite comments are like, good, you can give it to Heather and let her know. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, the time and place. Hey, or someone said you could hold Andy accountable. Like, well, yeah, that, that'll go over well, too. One for what? And two, yeah, great. Like these two idiots behind the bar start barking at Andy Cohen. And then we get banned from every Bravo thing in the world. We're just grateful for Andy Cohen. We're grateful for Heather Gay. We're just grateful to be there. Oh, crying already. No, nah, that's fake. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm still in excited mode, not sentimental mode. I can tell you're you've got happy feet going on right now. Stop! Yeah, I got to keep up the audio. I got to keep them below the camera though, because you got to pay f- to see these tootsies. Ooh, wool socks on. Yeah, I'll just I'm... describe them in great detail for all the listeners. <laughs> <Just> ASMR <laughs> descriptions with the Brav Bros. <laughs> not about feet. No. See what happens when we don't have a preamble plan. This is what we talk about. Yep. Yeah, but this preamble is at least Bravo centric. That's true. That is very true. But before we get too far into it. A quick reminder, obviously, as we're talking about it tomorrow night, or I guess tonight, I'll play that game with you tonight. Tonight. Because you're listening to it on Tuesday. 9.15, I believe, is when it starts. The reunion is an hour and 15 minutes. So watch the reunion, and then keep watching and see your boys up there. And then second one is we have our live show Thursday night at the Green Room 42, also in New York City. There are still some tickets left, so get your tickets we got Aaron Litchie coming out as our guest. we got the Brooke Ashley emceeing for us. We also have some people in the crowd you might have seen on TV as well. It rhymes with a schmosh madly. <laughs> That's <what you> fucking <laughs> shot it out. <laughs> Joe Bradley's going to be there with Danielle. They're coming out. Joe's a friend of ours, so he's going to be in New York. We invited him to the show. He said, yes. So, look, going to be a great crowd, going to be a great night. Get your tickets. Go to our Instagram. The link is in the bio. Anything also... Else? Oh, get your tickets for Philadelphia, March March 6th, City Winery, also link in the bio. So that way, if you can't get to the New York show, one, what are you doing? Two, just come in March to Philly. Yeah, come in. That's that's the only way that I'm going to allow you to make it up to us. (laughs) If your absence is noticed on Thursday, which I'll notice. I know every single one of our listeners. I'm like Santa Claus. I know everybody's name. Here's the weird thing. Whether or not they've been a good boy or bad boy. I don't say it like that. Yeah, you don't like that? No, I don't. Don't talk to me like that either. <laughs> get the, get out. Be a bad boy. Get out of the house. Go go home. We'll do this virtually. I'm done. No. Um, the funny thing is, Shooter has a ridiculous memory. So if you think he's kidding, he's he's probably not. He probably will recognize people. So just keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. Don't be a bad boy around me. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Right, yeah, let's just move on. We're going to... Uh... Cover the Southern Charm reunion. I do want to cover Southern Charm. I, we haven't done it in a while because everything's been so crazy. I do want to do our power rankings right now because I think it's important to note where everything stands because there's a lot on right now. There's a lot of good stuff. There's one really bad one in particular that is breaking my heart week in and week out, and we haven't covered it in a while, but I want to hear your power rankings. Uh, yeah, power rankings have flipped a little bit since we've done this. Salt Lake is back up to number one. Southern Charm was pretty much number one all year. Yeah. But Salt Lake, it's hard to not put them at number one, especially after the finale that they had. And the reunion is actually doing a really good job. There's not a lot of dead air or storylines that we don't want to talk about. It seems like we're, we're pushing through this and we're getting all the answers that we want. And hopefully that continues tomorrow night. Uh, I've got Southern Charm at two, of course. Southern Hospitality sneaks in at three. Yeah. Love that. And yeah, Potomac, dude. Just, it's tough. It's just a tough time for Potomac right now. Yeah, Candace went on a radio show either today or within the past week. So there's clips on Instagram right now and talking about like, and she acknowledges like, yeah, we're we are completely disbanded right now. Like mm-hmm. we are not looking good. They're aware they're not looking good. I think that they need to figure out this off season how to get this show back to its glory. And my personal opinion, someone that's been involved in watching not involved with potomac but i've been watching potomac. oh we were on potomac that is true we so are involved, involved with potomac. potomac i can say that but that is my number one franchise it's been my favorite for the longest time i watched it before the podcast 
they need to get fun again. They need to get funny, lighter. Like there needs to be not as much heavy shit all the time. They're always going for these, these big, big dilemmas among like all this drama is too deep. It's too deep. It's crossing boundaries that are not fun to watch. It's crossing boundaries that are affecting people's lives. We watched all last season this happen, and I figured there's no way after what happened last year, there's no way that they missed the mark this year because they have to see. They got to go the exact opposite direction. Let's figure out a way forward. Instead, they just gave us more shit that nobody wants to watch. Yeah, it's just boring as hell, honestly, because we have no relationships with anybody on the show because we don't care. No, it's we tough. just don't care about anything that anyone is doing on the show right now. I, I honestly, I stopped in the middle of my power rankings just because I remembered about Potomac. Yeah. That's how funny it is. Uh, but yeah, I've got Southern Hospitality at three. Potomac is at 75, um, crossing into OC territory, but not quite there. No, no, not that bad. That, that's that's the benchmark for stinky, stinky shows. Um, I'm going to put Beverly Hills ahead of Miami. Miami's getting a little stagnant now, too. I agree with that. I'm going to go Southern Charm 1, actually, just okay. because... I'm paying homage to the fact that they were that consistent throughout the year, and they landed two episodes of a reunion. Both were good. Yep. Both gave us good info. So Southern Charm remains Are we going to get our hopes up now that they're going to have good reunions for all these shows now? No, no, I never Not will. overdo it. No, I never will, just because you know there's going to be a clunker in there somewhere. Like, I, I can't get my hopes that high, but I'll get Southern Charm 1. Salt Lake is a very close to. They're, they're right there with them. Uh, three, I'm going Soho as well. Southern Hospitality, we will get back into next week, by the way. We love that show. We haven't had the time to talk about that show because of our... Now you guys understand why we've been so hectic recently and why we've been like, just wait. <laughs> this is why. So we'll get back into Soho next week. That's at three. Four, Beverly Hills. Five, Miami. 18 is Potomac. I think that's fair. OC yeah. is still 90,000. It's funny because speaking about reunions... Even though I know we're a very long way off from that, Summer House premieres next month. Yep. I can't wait for that reunion already. Oh, I know. Carl and Lindsay, the first time that they're in a room together, probably, since you then. Think? Probably. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And I guess we get to watch. Imagine, like, the premiere watch party. I can't imagine both of them would go. Oh, I I mean, you have to. You don't have Keep to. Keep them separated. Yeah. But... I, I don't know. But I'm I'm excited for that, and hopefully they don't drag that one out too far. I don't think that they will because I think we get to watch it just kind of – when we went to Pillows and Beer, I think somebody in the audience asked Craig and Austin that question. And Craig said it's funny because you're actually going to get to see this play out over the entire season. Not yeah. funny, haha, but just to answer the question, we're going to get to watch pretty much all of it. So we'll we'll be able to make our own deductions as far as what happened. I'm so curious. I'm so, so curious what caused it. Is it like blindsiding? Did she actually get blindsided? Or is it there more to this story that we're not getting? I feel like we've heard Lindsay's side of things. Carl's been silent. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation. I'm not saying that he didn't blindside her. No. I'm just curious to see all of the info so that we can make our own conclusions here. Yeah. And the trailer does a really good job of showing it on both sides. So mm -hmm. I'm just hoping the show does the same thing because that's the only way that we can make an opinion, you know? Yeah. Don't see it all. I don't need any production bias here. I don't think they will. I hope not. Because look, we got our eye on you. Scare me like that. Now we got I'm our eye on you, production. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Just sounded, <laughs> you know, tough or something. But that takes us to SoCo Part 2, as I wrote in my journal. And that is Southern Charm's second reunion episode. And again, this was a good episode. We got a lot out of it. It was a lot of stuff. And that's what's interesting, because... It wasn't necessarily new topics. It was right. more of a continuation of the first. But usually when we see a continuation, 
it fizzles out and then it's just like dead air. This there's so much to unpack here and so many nuances and layers and dynamics to these relationships because of Austin and Olivia and that whole thing. You got Rod in the mix. You got Rodrigo coming off the top rope this week out of nowhere. Didn't expect that. No, nobody did. And I got more on that too, by the way. He was he was firing off DMs to people. Like he he's kind of gone off the rails a little bit. Oh. Oh yeah. Just wait. But the point being this this carried over well and I didn't expect that. So I was excited that it actually continued to do well. But um Let's jump right in, and the first thing I noticed, because they're walking off the stage right now, taking a little breather after part one, and Shep tells Taylor that silence is golden as he's walking away. And this is a recurring theme or motif, if you will. It's everyone telling Taylor what to do or what not to do, or speaking on her behalf. Speaking on her behalf, for sure. We've seen that a lot. The ironic thing is everybody's yelling at Austin, saying that he was coaching Taylor through the entire season, which he was just trying to get his ass covered That's at the end of the day. Doing, That's really yeah. all he was doing. He wasn't coaching her for her sake. The only one who's coaching Taylor is Shep. Shep he is coached her through the entire season. Yes. So for him to sit there while Taylor is being accused of being coached by Austin the whole year, that's insane because we see Shep do that again and again and again. Anytime he gets the opportunity, he tells her what to do. Yeah, and he even does it during this reunion a couple of times. So I do believe that you can label Austin was technically coaching because he's saying like, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to yeah. do that. And, hey, this didn't go the way I wanted it to. So, yeah, he was a little bit. But he the intentions were not to help out Taylor. The intentions were to help out Austin himself. Yes. That was a good point. But everyone gets back to the stage and Rodrigo jumps in because Andy asks about dating in Charleston. And he says it's pretty much like, Everyone, all the dudes in Charleston are dogs because it's a younger town. You've got colleges. You've got girls coming in and out all the time. It's almost like a transient city where people are always bopping around. You yep. get new people all the time. So dudes don't have to settle down. They got the, like, they can pick. Oh, they're like uh, Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused. And I keep getting older. They stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. Problem is he's talking about high school girls. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't have to get into that. You know, people don't say that. Difference. It's a massive, massive difference, but we don't have to get into that right now. But we get into Olivia and everything that she's gone through this season. It starts out with Rod and Olivia. And the funny thing is when this started out, I remember both of us being like, finally, a good guy for Olivia. And... I think that it's just he, because he got her gluten-free bread, which was a nice gesture. I but. agree. Now, I think what happened to Rod is he stuck his trailer with JT, and that was the duo throughout the season. I think that had he been on a different team, we might have actually liked Rod. I think that's a possibility, and he never tried to get close with the other guys because he, as well as JT, I guess this is what their commonality was. They had an issue with Austin. Yes. In separate ways. They had an issue with Austin, and that's, I guess, where they bonded, and that's why he hitched his trailer to JT, who would have done it anyway. Let's not say that he wouldn't have if Rod wasn't there. But we never saw Rod try to make an effort with, like, Craig or Shep or really anybody else. He, I don't even remember any actual conversations that he had with anybody outside of Austin when he told him that he was dating Olivia. Yeah. Like, aside from that, I don't remember any one-on-ones. I don't remember any conversations. He never interjected he never added to anything he was just there and once the olivia storyline was over with him dating her it was dead there was nothing else that he could have done so that's why he was with jt which is a terrible person to hit your trailer to i agree but it's funny something popped up on tiktok when i was posting and it was that exact thing that i've been arguing 
that dating implies a longer relationship. Yeah. Somebody was like, we need to stop labeling dating as one or two dates. That's not dating. Oh, dating. That's <laughs> I was like, I agree, man. Like, and I don't like TikToks, but I like that one. <laughs> I almost commented on it, but we find out that uh, Olivia has a new man in Dallas. She decided to go outside of the group. Very smart decision. Listening to Madison's advice. Madison is the voice of reason these days. Never thought I'd say that, but here we are. And here's where I'm going to ding her a little bit. Madison or Olivia? Olivia. Now, Madison, she she had a great reunion. She had a great season. 10 out of 10, no notes. As far as Olivia goes, because we're going to talk about it soon, about the inconsistencies, right? And Shep calls this one out, too. But when they all they all went on vacation together after the season, yep. which you picked up first, and you said, "Hey, I think you sent me the post." You're like, mm-hmm. "Have you seen this? Like, are they back together or whatever?" And then you're like, "Oh no, she's with another guy." But Austin's there. That's weird. It's some journalistic uh, investigation. Yeah, it's some investigative journalism. But yeah, it's not. That's the one. Um, journalistic investigation sounds way better. Can I like we get a better. shirt made that says "Journalistic Investigators." We, we keep adding to this pile of shirts that we're gonna make. Because Although somebody pointed out last week that Shawshank was already taken. Someone did that, yeah. Which, you know, thinking about we're it. Two years too late. So it seemed like okay. a layup. But uh, while they were on vacation together, Olivia had said to her new man, like, hey, you know, just be cordial with Austin. But look, we've met Austin. We know Austin is a guy's guy. He's a dude that you want to hang out with. Whether you like it or not, he's a fun guy to hang out with. He's probably a fun guy to golf with. Dudes like Austin. I think that's going to always be true. There's certain guys like that. So... This guy takes a liking to Austin. Next thing you know, they're teeing it up, going golfing, hanging out, and all of that. My whole thing with this, and Shep calls it out right then, and he's like, I think it's kind of fucked up because you were so raw and open and real at the end of the season, and you kind of bared your soul. Fast forward a few weeks, and now you're on vacation together. Like, do you understand, the, at very least, the perception of this? And I think that that plays into later. And again, I think that while we were analyzing this season, we fell victim to it as well. It was only a few weeks after her brother had passed. So that is a pass for the inconsistency in my eyes. Like, that's okay that she was up and down because she was dealing with a lot. I get that. But this is tough because it's it's cyclical, right? Like, she has recognized after, like, during the last episode of the season, like, I need to cut ties, I need to move forward, blah, blah, blah. And then she's back to it. So at a certain point, I get what he's saying. I don't think he's right, Austin. But, like, the back and forth is kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely kind of strange, but then if you're Austin, you have to make a decision because if you're going to sit there and complain that the inconsistencies are bothering you or it's making you emotional and it's toying with your emotions, so to speak, correct? then you can also cut ties. You don't have to wait for her to cut ties. You are more than, like, you should be more than happy to just do it if it's giving you some sort of issues down the line or you're talking to your therapist about it because you don't know what to think with Olivia still talking to you or trying to be friends, bringing up old feelings, things like that. Just remove yourself from the situation entirely. Austin's not going to do that because he told us as much. And Austin's a lot of things, but I do take him for his word, especially when he's talking to girls after, like, a breakup. When he's like, I want you in my life, and I love you, and I feel like we're destined to at least be friends. I actually believe him. or I, I believe that he thinks that. That's Yeah, that's Rather, a better way yeah, I, yeah, I don't believe him that like the universe is telling him that. Yeah, no. That would be insane. I think he believes that himself. Yes. And I agree with you. I think that the intention is where it breaks down. Because Olivia is trying to deal with all of these emotions, losing her brother, trying to get back up on her feet. Meanwhile, her best friend is hooked up with her ex, or whatever you want to call them. Well, now Austin, they're saying that they were together for like six, six or seven months. months. So I don't know what the fuck's that's going on. That's different. But 
It was after the reunion. I, I'm just confused. Uh, the time. This is why we need flowcharts. But Austin's intentions again, I don't think are as on the up and up. I think on one side with Olivia, yes, you can point the inconsistencies. Yes, I don't think it was a great move to go on vacation with Austin and your new guy. That could lead to some other shit. But I can also chalk that up to she's still going through it. Understandable. Do your thing. I'm not going to drag you for that. I don't or, think like the way that it was presented, and this makes sense. Austin had brought Olivia on vacation with them. They're all friends from Charleston or whatever it might be. And they liked Olivia. So then they invited her back and oh, said they're right. not picking sides. So it's not like Olivia invited Austin on vacation with That's her. That's a good point. But here's the. I here's also don't want this to come off like I'm like, Olivia's wrong. I'm just no, trying no, no, to no. analyze both sides. I, I, yeah, I don't think that there's really anything wrong with it. It's, it's third party friends that didn't want to make a decision or pick a side. Right. So they invited both of them. Again, if you're Austin, if I'm Austin and you just had this whole roller coaster of a season where you're claiming that Olivia was playing with your emotions and being inconsistent. If you're invited to this vacation and you find out that Olivia is bringing her new boyfriend, you shouldn't go. He shouldn't go. Austin should not go. He should bow out, but because does that there's make no it weird for the friends. No. I mean they I feel like they would understand if they're friends. Yeah, I get that. I, I don't too. think it's that big of a deal. But if you're Olivia, what are you supposed to do? Like Maybe she doesn't go, but if you're still going to go, obviously you bring your boyfriend with you. Because if you go alone and Austin's also going to be there, you don't trust yourself and you're going to be talking to Austin back and forth, then you're right back where you started. Yeah. So you bring your boyfriend as, I hate to say this, but as a buffer. And now your boyfriend's there and you just talk to him the whole time. Austin makes friends with your boyfriend. Obviously, that's a little weird and everybody's going to find out about that. But what are you going to do? No, I, I agree with Those that. decisions are already made, and you're, you just have to live with it. That's fair. And I, I, I forgot that the friends invited them. So, yeah, that is a big, big piece of info. So, again, I'm not faulting Olivia. It's just a, it's Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Weird that they went on vacation, and now, I don't know, the inconsistencies. Uh, we'll talk about it more when we get to that scene. But this is where we start talking about Taylor a little bit, and Rodrigo comes out of fucking nowhere. And he's like, you know, you say that you don't wish you'll will on her and this and that, but like you were such a bitch to her all season, more or less is what he's saying. Not really. Like, she didn't say a lot of mean shit to Taylor throughout the season. She just would give her an ear to try to hear her out. Wasn't vibing with it. So she pulled back. Then fast forward, Olivia watches this season, sees that Taylor really doesn't have remorse for doing this, has said that, literally said that multiple times. What do you want her to do? Like, hey, Rodrigo, you were cool for, like, the whole season. Yeah. Now... Shut the fuck up, dude. I don't get it. Like, is he, I guess he's closer to Taylor. Like, we never really saw a post. I did see a post on his page. It popped up on my feed. Yeah. And it was those two. And it was him saying in the caption, 
your strength or whatever throughout this year has been admirable, blah, blah, blah. I was pretty much singing her praises for being tough during this whole situation. So that, knowing that... I don't know if... It depends on the timeline again, because that could have happened right after Taylor's brother passed away, and that could have been that. Correct. Too. So that's really tough. I, I just don't understand, because I was completely blindsided by this. I was Going too. after Olivia is fucking wild. It's dumb. Anything that Olivia said to Taylor this season, and we agree, she gave Taylor way more grace than Taylor deserved. That's what I thought. And here she has to answer for being mean. She can say whatever the fuck she wants. She can curse Taylor out. She can go to her parents' lake house, and as soon as her mom starts talking about all the things that God created, she could have cursed her mom out for all I care. I don't care at all. She lost her brother. Her friend hooked up with her ex and then lied about it, and there's a whole thing going on, and now she looks like an idiot. Yes. She deserves to fucking curse her out. I Rodrigo. Agree. And she still didn't curse her out. That's no, the whole thing. She should have. She should have and had every right to do it. I think that we gloss over the fact that Taylor was hanging out with her face to face for an extended period of time before this came out like nothing happened. Yep. And acting like they had conversations about Olivia and Austin getting back together. Meanwhile, Taylor had already had a discussion with her family about getting with Austin. Like, that's where the depravity is, I still, think, I still think the issue is stronger between Shep and Austin than it is between Olivia and Taylor, but they're still pretty bad. They're still really bad, and I agree just because that friendship's been around for, for longer. But uh, we get to Olivia's brother, and she does say that everybody in the group stepped up, and that's what I like about Olivia is that she can separate things. She can be like, yeah, but in this moment, the group all stepped up. She takes away the Austin of it. She takes away the Taylor of it. It's like everyone was there, and that means a lot. And this is where we start to talk about Jamaica, because that's where we see those two really butt heads. And when they get there, they seem cool. And then shit starts to get a little bit haywire. And seeing it through Olivia's eyes when she's talking about it now, instead of watching it as we were trying to analyze it. And also, again, I think we got a little far away from the fact that her brother passed away just a couple of weeks prior to this, or maybe mm. three, whatever. But she says that we got to Jamaica. Taylor and Austin gave me no grace. They're talking about, you know, how I'm being a jerk for not forgiving them pretty much while they're on the bus, while they're swimming at the water hole or whatever, when they're at the table confronting me about it, saying, you're so back and forth, you're so this and that. And this is when it hit me because she said, it's like, yeah, no shit. My brother just died two weeks ago. Like, can you fucking give me a pass? And I was like, you're totally right. You're totally 100% right. Any inconsistencies up and down, whatever, Austin fucking grin and bear it, guy. Taylor, don't even talk right now. But Austin, like, yeah, dude, you should have understood the situation. And then the fact she brings up, like, and he wanted an apology from me, which is still banana land that he ever thought that she was going to walk into that room and be like, hey, I'm sorry for being inconsistent. I still have no idea how any of that works. But you can't, you can't identify that you can bring something to the table and bond with Olivia over the fact that you also lost your sister and get close to her. Mm -hmm. And then also not understand when she's being inconsistent. Right. That doesn't make any sense because if you're going to be the person to try to help her through it because you've been through it before, emotionally, you would think that you would understand like, hey, I'm not really in my right mind right now and my family's not and it's really tough and a lot of the decisions I'm making right now are not great. Now, albeit it happened a little while ago, so it's not exactly the same thing and it's not very present, but you should still be able to understand that. It's not about you. And if you were truly being there, now I've kind of done a full 180 on this whole thing. If you were truly just being there as a friend to try to help her through something because you had something similar happen to you, then you would let her go. You wouldn't you would take let it her, personally. You wouldn't take it personally. It's not about you right. at all. That's just because it. you can help doesn't mean that now you're involved in this. Correct. And that's a great way to put it. It's not your job. Right. 
it's your job to. You're also not dating her, so right. You know, there's a lot of factors to play in. So then, when when I watched this, then I was like, oh, I think that we were caught up in the season during this scene because I remember talking about it, and we never never said like Olivia was wrong, but I did give more merit to like, yeah, she is kind of up and down, and we heard like. You know, they were texting and then they'd be in person. And Austin says that later when he, Andy's like, all right, you said you were misrepresented. Let's hear it. And he's not prepared, which is like, you knew this question was coming because you brought it up. But regardless, like you said so well, it's not about you. Yeah. You don't need an apology here because there's bigger things at play here. So grin and bear it, take it and just move on. That's what a real friend would do in my eyes. Not somebody that's trying to get back in her good graces. And I'm not saying for romantic purposes. I just don't think he likes being on the outs. I think no, no, not at all. But you, and you can see the same thing happening with Taylor. Taylor's yeah. making it all about herself. Yeah, I know. This is a lot, a long time before what happened to her and her family, which also is insane and sucks and it's crazy. But during the whole season, She's only thinking about herself and trying to become friends again. But in the same breath, she's just trying to exonerate herself Every from time. something that she did and lied about. That's like, exactly that doesn't make it. any sense. Like we went back and we watched the whole thing and you get clips and all this. She never just sat down and fully apologized for mm-hmm. what she did. Her and Austin are both just trying to explain it. Now, Austin did apologize to Shep, which I forgot about kind of yeah. in like the grand scheme of things. He did actually say, I'm sorry. And it seemed legit. But then they were still hanging out like the next day and the day after. So like, were you actually sorry? I don't know. Well, that's Taylor Shep. never apologized. That I know Shep that's also. Was Shep. Shep talk about inconsistencies. Jesus. Holy shit! But no, Taylor the entire time was just trying to make it about herself and saying, "Well, you know, you should be able to understand this, and I know you're going through a lot." And like she tried to leverage the situation that was going on with Olivia's brother to get closer to Olivia by pushing out other friends and saying, "I was going to be here for you because I'm a real friend. You're not a real friend." Which is exactly what happens next. And the Vanita uninviting Taylor thing. And I cannot believe that there's anybody in the comments anywhere that are trying to call Vanita a mean girl there. No, no. that is your girl right there. That's a friend. Yes, that's saying, no, we're keeping this toxic bullshit out of here. She just lost her brother. You don't need to be here right now because you guys aren't that cool. Like, this is not the time or place. That's what a real friend is. That's somebody that steps up. To call her a mean girl is laughable. That's what support looks like, everybody. So anybody commenting against Vanita in that scene, shut up. Yeah, just your, shut up. You don't know what the down. fuck you're talking about. Yeah, it was uh, that was crazy. I couldn't believe that somebody said that. And Vanita even says, I was there for Olivia, despite having a rough first season with her. Like, they figured their shit out. And I think what we saw the first season was that they just didn't click. They didn't have enough time to get to know each other. I love other. that Taylor's excuse was, I didn't know that Leva was there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, what does that have to do with anything? What about Vanita? That's still dragging Vanita. Like, you were not a real friend. I'm sorry. Sorry to be the one that has to say that, but, like, you're not a real friend. A real friend doesn't lie to their friend's face for an extended period of time and only come clean because you got caught. Correct. But whatever. The nice thing from, you know, credit where credit's due with Taylor is, and he just flat asked her, like, how do you feel about this? Like, to hear all this shit about you. And she says, they're right. They're right. And... Vanita's credit and the rest of the group, they're like, look, we don't hate you. And things like this happen on Bravo. This is kind of the mark. This is what we're trying to do, more or less. Not this way. But there definitely is a way forward with most of these people. Not everybody. I do. Th- I, I believe Madison. That's the funniest shit, too. People are getting mad at Madison for saying, I'm going to keep you at arm's length and you're not no sleepovers at my house. No shit. Perfectly normal answer. Yeah. And people are like, oh, Madison. But No. Madison's not friends with Taylor. She showed her some kindness by trying to talk her through something when they were down in Jamaica. 
And that was about it. That's about as close as you can be because they're not really friends. They don't know anything about each other. Taylor has probably talked shit on Madison in the past. And maybe Madison deserved it. Madison got upset earlier in the season, but that's completely washed away at this point because there's so much other, so many other things going on. And they discussed that. And they discussed that. And Madison had a very real conversation with her about her behavior. And guess what? Taylor didn't change her behavior after that. So no, Madison does not have to show her any sort of kindness at the reunion. She can make a joke about the sleepovers. And guess what? Craig laughed at it. A lot of people laughed a at it. A lot of people laughed at it. I laughed at I it. I laughed at it. Everybody had a great time, except for Taylor. Except so, for Taylor. And maybe Rodrigo. And some weird commenters. Probably JT. Coming after Madison for doing that. And like, oh, you don't like people grow and this and that. It's like, no, she doesn't have to. This is a fucked up scenario. She tried to let her grow and she didn't grow. And the biggest part is, the biggest part of this whole thing, Madison will always be real. For better or worse, she's going to tell you exactly what she's feeling. And that's important. And this is a very normal response. Yeah, you're not going to sleep over at my house because you hook up with people's guys. And my husband's there. Fair. Ha, ha, ha. Arm's length. I get it. But um, we finally get to Austin. And we start talking about, is he the next Shep? And there's clips from previous seasons where it was like, oh, yeah, like this guy is the new Shep. Like just a younger and better looking Shep. And Craig steps in and says, you know, I don't think that he's there yet. I think he's at a crossroads. And I, I agree with that. And it's actually really interesting if you want to look at this from like a social experiment standpoint. And you look at this, he really is. Like if you look at Austin, he's almost Shep, but he has enough redeeming qualities that he can go the other way. But Shep with a job. Shep with a job. But the cherry on top of all of this is that Shep just sits there while they're saying this shit and never has a reaction. It's like they're dragging you relentlessly yeah. just by associating indirectly, with indirectly, but yes, dragging the shit out of it. And you. he's just sitting there, like, like nodding along, like he might be. <laughs> Shep blew his load with the whole drinking conversation that he had last week, and I feel yeah. like he just kind of tailed off from there. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, JT steps in to give Craig some advice. <laughs> I can't. I fucking can't with this guy. I'm just happy that nobody takes him seriously. Could you imagine having a serious conversation with JT about any of the comments that he made in this episode? No. Did you see his TikTok? Fuck me, dude. Of course I did this. I'm on Bravo. Of course I did this. I'm on Bravo. It's funny because Deb sent that to us. And I looked at it. And she said, just read the comments. And I watched the video twice. Because, so you know when, like, like a car wreck happens and you can't, like, turn away? Oh, yeah. That's what it was. I had to watch it twice. I'm like, this is fucking cringe, bro. Reading through those comments, the first like twenty five comments were in support of him, and then they and then they started tailing off and people started ripping him apart. But there were only like a hundred comments, and like the ratio didn't make sense. And you're a TikTok guy, you understand this. Oh yeah. The likes and views and comments didn't all add together, so he must have just been clean sweeping, deleting, blocking, whatever the fuck he had to do. Anybody who had said something mean, and he couldn't catch up to it. And it's just like all in real time. He's probably just sitting on the same video the whole time. Because there's a thousand likes and there's like 500 comments. Exactly. Like that doesn't make any sense if a lot of them are positive. He's just scrubbing you it entirely. You got fucking ratioed, bro. You got ratioed, bro. And then you tried to come after us last week and block us and get our TikTok removed. Well, guess what? It's back. It's back up. It doesn't have nearly as many views as the no. first one did. But I don't care. It's still out there. And my biggest thing, dude, if you go through his posts, any of them. Okay, and you look, the comments, he responds to a vast majority of them. We should start commenting on his videos. Should we? Oh, done. Yeah. Oh, it's so I'm giving done. you free reign on that one. Yeah, I'm in. I know you've got like a lot of pent up anger, Not especially in comments. Really. 
Not I haven't comments. let you go after people on comments in a while. You go after. Well, I haven't really tried though. I've been pretty good. I've let them brush off my shoulder. You were actually more rattled by the the Reddit thread than I was, I which was, was shocking. Thread, yeah, yeah, you were really upset about it. Are you okay now? I'm okay now. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all silly. I'm gonna call them out tomorrow night. It's on all live silly. TV. Wait till Tuesday. You think we got haters now? <laughs> Just buckle up, pal. This is where we talk about the inconsistencies, and we already addressed that. We get into his and Shep's relationship. Shep talks about how watching it back, it was it was difficult because of the blasé attitude that Austin had. And Austin points out, like, Shep, we were okay. And Shep thought that Austin had seen the light. But watching the season changed that. And other conversations changed that. And Shep, of all people, says Austin has zero self-awareness. I don't. This, I didn't understand this. Because Shep was coming from a place of... Everything that you said to me, I took for face value, and I thought that you saw the light. But then when I watched back, I realized, like, no, you, were, you weren't taking it seriously. And as soon as we had that conversation, you kind of turned it off. Which, one, that's your fault, Shep, because you were very easy on him. You let him go. You gave him a hug afterwards. and he kept said, saying things like, everything's fine. It's everything's fine. I hope that we can get to a better place, and I think that we will. If somebody said that to me when I apologized to them for doing something fucking terrible, I'm going to think, like, all right, yeah, the waters are a little murky, but... We're probably in a good place because you just told me that in a moment of weakness, if you will. The rest of the season, Shep was just building up and building up and building up. And he lashed out at Taylor up in the mountains. Yep. He lashed out at Austin multiple times in yep. Jamaica and thereafter. And then by the time that we got to Whitney's weird sex dungeon pub, he didn't defend Austin when JT was going after him. No. So, no, I don't think that you thought that Austin had seen the light. I think you realized that the entire time, but you were so much in your own head with the whole Taylor of it all and what else was going on. I don't think that you ever once said, oh, yeah, Austin's in the clear and he's finally turning his life around. I, I just don't believe any of that. I agree with you there. I think that... I think he's playing like a symptomatic, like... I don't think so. I think that he is so good at convincing himself to compartmentalize and move on and just everything's okay, everything's happy, everything's good. I don't want to deal with any real shit that I think watching it back, he's forced to address it. He no yeah. longer has the the veil of, no, no, we're going to be fine because now he's watching it happen. I don't know if I saw a blase Austin the entire season. We definitely see comments here and there. We see comments when they're yeah. Him and, and Taylor like started hanging out again. They that got stuff close again. Like that. Up. That's the fucked up. And part. we we called that out early on. And was he perfect? Absolutely not. But I will say this. And people always say that well, you guys ride hard for Austin. We also drag the shit out of Austin. So I don't know where you're getting that. But they listen to every other episode. No, probably. Yeah. But inconsistencies strike again. There we go. All these inconsistencies, man. But all out the listeners. <laughs> But I will say, you know, we had JT at the end of the episode talking about, like, accountability, and Austin hasn't been held accountable, and Craig, hold him accountable, and we didn't talk about that, we skipped over it real quick. JT telling Craig who to be friends with was so fucking funny. You do not know their relationship. Craig seems to have his head on his shoulders. I don't know who made this guy the spokesman for men and good men and gentlemen, but I want to vote for somebody new. I don't want this guy representing. Nobody made him the spokesperson. He made himself a spokesperson. Just shut up, dude. Like, stop telling Craig. Maybe you need to keep him out of Martin's leg. He's not your dad, bro. Like, fucking shut up. I And I'm not going to get on, like, I'm not going to go comment on his shit. I don't want him to think that he has real estate here. It just, it's real annoying. Estate in my head. He's just annoying, bro. Like, and I love that Austin called him out and said, like, people just don't know you yet. And we've seen the TikToks from the exes. We see, we called it out early on this guy's phony as fuck and it's gonna come out and i think that that was a foreshadowing i think they 
Bravo production put that in there intentionally. And I think that next year, if JT is back, which all signs are pointing to yes, I do think we're going to dig into that because of the X's TikToks, because of that comment from Austin highlighting that on the episode. I think that that might be a sticking point next year. And I would love that. I would love to dig into his life and get some answers here, see who he really is. So looking forward to that. I'm not going to go comment on his shit. I, he, he does not own real estate in this noggin, baby. I am a fortress. I'm, I'm a steel confident. fortress. You, I'll would, do it for my personal, though. I would love that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. I'll, I'll be a party to that. Okay, good. But um, <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep the podcast Instagram out of it. Yeah, I'll yeah, just go after good, him, yeah. Good, good. But back to Shep and Austin. Andy asks, "Is it because of the last two weeks? Is that why you guys are no longer talking?" Because Austin says, "I thought we were fine." But they haven't talked in the last two weeks. And a lot of that, according to Austin and other people in the group, this is not just something pulled out of nowhere. Shep's behavior, and especially at BravoCon, just how he's been acting, drinking, and all of that lately, people have had to pull away. Austin had to pull away. Craig had to pull away. They didn't want to go to that lunch. And it's it's bullshit that Rodrigo steps in here. He's like, yeah, well, that really hurt him, man. That really hurt Shep. Like, he really took that personally. From somebody sober, okay, that been through this, it is not anybody's requirement to show up in that moment, especially if they've done this song and dance multiple times. At a certain point, and I said it a couple of weeks ago, you have to protect your four walls. You have to protect your life. Austin and Craig in that moment don't owe Shep anything. They've been there for him. They've helped him out. Austin was the one cleaning him up, trying to get him to get on the panels at BravoCon. They show up. For better or worse, they might do some fucked up things. They show up. So for Rodrigo to say that fucked him up, for Shep to get mad and say, maybe that's why all this is happening because of my relationships with certain people, to put that on them is really fucked up. I'm not going to ding him for it because I do think that he's in a really weird place trying to figure this shit out. It's a really fucked up thing to say, and I hope that someday he recognizes that. But to expect these two to be there for this conversation is wrong. And then to hold it over Austin's head, but not Craig's, is also wrong. He doesn't owe you anything. They've tried. You're not doing it. Take it to heart. Figure it out. Take a couple of steps forward and see if they're there then. But don't yeah. throw them under the bus for that. Uh, I, this is what I'm talking about with Shep, though. I feel like he's using any sort of opportunity to blame other people for things that he's done or going through or the way that he feels about something. And you just hit the nail on the head. He went after Austin, not Craig. Both of them decided not to go. Instead of sitting down and saying, why are my two two people I consider my best friends not at something like this, maybe I should look inward. Correct. He projected outward, which, again, like you just said, not going to hold him accountable for that just because he's Only going through a lot of shit. Not hold, hold on. You're going to hold him accountable. accountable now. Yes. Right, right this instant. This will need to be addressed later, I think, to move forward in all of whatever his journey is right now. But for right now, you can give him a slap on the wrist and be like, dude, come on. Don't say that. That's really yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. But Rod Rodrigo stepping in here, we talked about it before. He we wanted more of him. Now I don't want any more Rodrigo. Done. I'm done with Rodrigo. There's a reason why you were only on the first half of the second episode of the reunion. Let's just keep it like there. And here's where I'll. I told you I had a little bit extra for you. So yeah, there was let's, a post. Let's plug it in. So this woman messaged him and asked, like, why did you go after Olivia? Whatever, and was trying to dig at him a little bit for sure. His responses, dude, he called this woman a C-word, not once, but twice, and used her name in a sentence and said, oh, Mandy the C-word, I guess her name was Mandy, and finished it with that, and then she blocked him. 
Jesus Christ. I know. Like, this guy is a we pet. We couldn't have been more wrong about this guy. What happened? We're usually pretty good at, like, calling people Dude, out. it's got to be something about the rods. I mean, we were the wrong about Rod. We were wrong up. about Rodrigo. Hand up. I mean, we were wrong. We were, we're wrong. usually right. We were wrong we're about always usually right. I still think that Rod was a victim of circumstance. Being yeah. too close to JT. I don't think that he's good for TV. I think he's just, he doesn't have the personality. normal. He doesn't. Like, he didn't really do much at all. But Rodrigo, calling your fans the C word is never a good idea, sir. It's yeah. never okay. So, like. And especially, like, because you can just claim that it was Photoshopped, but if you used her name. He really did. It says <laughs> Mandy the C word. I was like, well, that's pretty damning. Jesus Christ. He also sent a couple of emojis that were supposed to mean something, but I don't know what they meant. What were the emojis? I can probably piece it together. Um, I'll find the post and I'll okay. send it to you so you can try to. F- I, I was trying and I couldn't. I could not. Is it put an it eggplant and an O face? No, I know what that means. <laughs> All right. That means you're eating eggplant. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But back to back to the reunion. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. This is when we start talking about JT, and I thought we were going to get a lot further into, you know, falling in love and this and that. Why are you in love with her? You don't know her. You really don't like their friendship no, deep in love, deeply in love with her based on what though? What a loser. That's what I need. I know. Right. But what I need to understand why I need to know what happened, what transpired for you she to be so enamored. Yeah. Because that's what she, she accepted the free ticket to London. Boom. Um, the free place to stay, uh, the free dick from her friend, from her friends. <laughs> like all of those things. He's like, wow, what a grateful girl. I love her. Well, this is this to me plays further into the nice guy act. The nice guy act always culminates the same exact way. The woman that they're going for scorns them, leaves them high and dry, according to them. They don't actually, but they're like, I've done all this. I took you to Paris. I've been sticking up for you. And then you end up with Austin, blah, blah, blah. So now this is what they, he literally believes that he was in love with her. Because they were friends and because they had a couple of nice moments in which she was probably just trying to be nice. I guarantee you he thinks about that night in Jamaica every day. Till staying up to like, oh, I wish I could be back in that hotel room just hanging out till four in the morning with the love of my life. I'll always love her. Yeah, he definitely thinks about that every day and night in the tub. I, I assume he takes tubs. He's definitely a rub-a-dub-dub And he doesn't guy. call them baths. He calls them tubs. It's probably a bubble bath, and he FaceTimes his mommy while he's doing it. Oh, I'm sure. He's um, got that little tray. He sets up his iPad, totally. FaceTimes his mom, who's yep. also in the tub. Yeah, and they're both doing a bath bomb. Absolutely. Those are bad for you, by the way. Lots of chemicals Never done one. Lots of chemicals in there. But uh, <laughs> I didn't like the way you just put that one up. Like, Don't, You strike me <laughs> as an little... occasional tub guy. What? You strike me as an occasional tub guy. Uh, only when I'm like super sick. I, uh, I knew you're an occasional yeah. tub doer. See, I know you. A little you eucalyptus in there. Oh, don't threaten me with like, a little Epsom salt. Yeah, why not? Sure. Clean out the nostrils no, and that's the pores. Disgusting. I don't sit in bathtubs. They're gross. Other people sit in them and stew. It's like stewing in your own filth. What do you mean not... other people sit in them? I bought this house from a different person. How long ago? Doesn't matter. 
Yes. And then how I, often do you clean your bathroom? I shower in there. Dev cleans a lot. Like she's very, very meticulous about stuff. I'll give her that. But you know what they should bake. You know how they have like those toilet seat, like the paper toilet seat things, the covers. Do that for a tub. Tub cover. Yeah. That would be a mess. I'm trying to throw that. You, thing take away. It, you throw it away. I understand that, but taking that out of the tub would be soaked. You let it dry. It dries fast, and then you no, I don't. Off I, and throw it out. Someone's definitely thought like of this. Seals on, and then you rip it off. I get it. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Plastic. Are you still describing Protection. it? Why are you yeah. mansplaining? It's like a. It's here? like a condom for the tub. A tub condom. Yeah. I think that's now a, you're in. Now that it's a condom, you're definitely in. No, I think it's a really bad idea. Come on. Why am I in now? Because it's a condom. Uh, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> what are we talking about? You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to somebody who definitely puts holes in his condoms before he uses them. Oh, gee, no, I'm not going to put that in. Come on. <laughs> you know he does. For sure, because he can get her pregnant. But then we get to like the rumor, the bombshell that that JT dropped that set this whole season ablaze. And in a good way, I guess you could say, as far as entertainment value goes. And that's why he gets a second season to I me. Mean, that's why I still refuse to say that he's not good for TV because he pushed the needle, man. Like, he can't say he didn't. And I know what you're going to say. Well, he could have said that and just fucked off. But there was a lot of he, moments. He was an industry plant. I, we he are on the same page. He in there so that he could start this. I know. And then he went rogue. But, that, but going rogue worked. He was a nightmare to watch. I am I not going like to sit him. here again while you tell me <laughs> JT's good for TV. <laughs> he is. I'm not doing it. Just move on. Well, regardless... Rodrigo finally speaks some sense, and he says, I think that he found a way to sneak his way closer to Taylor with all this shit, and I 100% agree. I think that Taylor's been on his radar for a very long time. He saw a woman in need, a damsel in distress, and put on his shiny shoot of, shiny shoot of armor. And shiny shoot? Shiny shoot of armor, and went to go try to help her out, and when she didn't even ask for help, and then was pissed off when it didn't go his way. But even Craig says, did you think that you outed it to be a knight in shining armor. He literally uses that word. It's like, is this why you did that? It was so you could look better for Taylor. And he says, no. And that's bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. And I want this to go on the record right now. If you start next episode with shiny shooter Magooder or something like that, no. Thanks for the idea, we're pal. Out. We're out on that one. But he absolutely did. We called it out from the jump. We knew that he was in love with Taylor Everybody did, because Craig even said it at that lunch. It was the first episode. It wasn't a secret. It was not a secret at all. But for him to sit there and say, no, I didn't use it to try to get closer to her, you did. It Just admit it. If you're going to sit there and you're going to admit that you fell deeply in love with her last year, but you're going to sit here now and say, no, I didn't use that to get closer to her, that's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. And like, just look at the season, okay? Look at the framework. It makes the most sense. You saw an in. You saw the whole group against her for very good reason. There was no reason for you to be there to be the voice of reason to try to get her through this. I get if you're a friend, but even then you should check her and say, hey, dude, what the hell is the matter with you? I'm still here, but like we need to figure some shit out. You never once held her accountable. You never once dragged her for her part in this. It's always Austin's fault. It's never JT's fault. Sorry, it's never Taylor's fault. Never Taylor's fault, yeah. It's never Taylor's fault. It's always Austin's fault. There were two people in this. By the way, JT, Taylor made the move. Confirmed. We know that. So, like, I don't know what this this veil is over his eyes, these blinders that he's got on, but he clearly did this with a purpose. Just admit that. I would go much further. It would go a long way. Even, even for me, that would go a long way if he just admitted it. Because at least he's not sitting there lying. Right. And trying to be this this holier-than-thou moron. But we start, we start to talk about their fight. And he's like, I've just been rejected. And my love for Taylor, my disdain for toxicity. He's taking on all men. 
That's what I said. This guy is the spokesperson for gentlemen. He's taken on all toxic masculinity. That's his fight. I don't know why he feels the need to take this battle on and always point it at a broader issue. It's never just simply my love for Taylor and my hatred for Austin. Yep. That would have been better. It's that still would have dumb, made sense. But that's still better for you to say my disdain for toxicity as though you're so clean and pure. He's going to, this shit. What gonna... you're doing is toxic, you yeah, fucking thank you. moron. Thank you. You're sitting there manipulating situations, trying to go after a girl who's damaged goods by ripping apart the people that have hurt her. That's fucking toxic, bro. That's super duper. That's against toxic. the bro code, too, man. Sure is. But the fact that he has the balls to say to Austin, I'm going to teach you how to be a man. I'm going to teach you how to be a man. It's a fuckboy exorcism. I'm going to teach you this. And then Austin finally pops off a little. And I will give Austin credit. He was fairly reserved throughout this whole thing. He took his beating. That's why when people say he doesn't ever take accountability for his actions, I'm like, he he take it pretty much it. every reunion. He takes a licking. Yeah, he does. He kind of just sits there and understands. I again, at this point, you'd think he would see that again and again and again and again. And Maybe again change again. his actions during yes. the season. Yeah. Yes, but he always he for good TV. He always shows up to take his lashings. But that's when Austin says, "It's your first season, dude. People just don't know who you are. It's all going to come out, and it's already coming out. And I think we're going to get a lot more there." But here's the argument that you and I need to discuss. Because Leva jumps in out of nowhere and she's like, it never has to get to that. It never has to get to pushing or violence and blah, blah, blah. We talked about it before. And even Andy recognizes it. You were asking for it. Yep. You were sitting there on that stool. You were. You were in his face. You're on a fucking stool. You're kneeling on a bar stool in his face. What do you think is going to happen? Ask anybody, not just dudes. If you challenge people, this is what makes me laugh about Bravo is like when shit actually like pops off, most of the time it's because somebody gets in somebody's face, they react, and then everybody's like, oh, this guy hit him. It's like you have to understand at a certain point if you keep asking for it, hit me, drag me, this, that. Someone's going to do it, and rightfully so. If JT was in my fucking face like that, I would have bitch slapped him and kicked the stool out. Yeah, we, we both correctly identified last week that JT was just using the show, using production, whatever, as his safety blanket, if you will. He didn't expect Austin to get physical with him because it's on TV. You don't want video evidence of punching somebody else in the face, no matter what happens. Because if he did that, then that's still assault. But the level that Austin took it to was not wrong. I'm actually, pushed him. I would commend Austin for not punching him in the face because every, all the normal guys on the panel all agreed you, you you would punch somebody like that. Craig said he'd punch Craig him. Craig said it. Fucking Andy, Andy said, said he'd it. punch him. Like, and Andy kept going after JT because JT would not admit it that you were baiting Austin into getting physical with you. You wanted him to throw a punch because then you look like this fucking martyr once again. That's what you want. This entire season was just JT trying to be a martyr for Taylor so that she can realize, whoa, JT's standing up for me and he's willing to die on the cross for me. Like, who's us? And he's going to be here and then I'm going to fall in love with him. That's what JT wanted the entire year and he never got it because he's a little worm. Yeah. Without a mustache. And I'm so glad I wrote it down because I forgot this this point that I wanted to make. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. I think JT wants to hook up with Austin. Oh. I think he's got a crush on Austin. I think he's got a man crush on Austin. I think Austin resembles everything that JT wants to be. And since he can't have it, he takes the exact opposite. Yeah, but approach. Austin goes for girls that are taller than JT. So I don't think that would work out. No, I agree with that. But I'm more so Which saying. Isn't that hard? I'm more so saying JT wants to embody everything that Austin has. And he has none of it. 
And so his only angle is to try to drag Austin down for being a fuckboy, which we all know he is. And that's why JT is the way that JT is, because he has a man crush on Austin. That's yeah, and I, I could have done without Leva exacerbating the situation and agreeing with all, like JT. You, nobody should be agreeing with JT. Like Madison's doing it to just, we know what Madison's doing. She's just poking the bear because JT is, look, if, if I'm not involved in anything that JT's doing and I'm sitting on a reunion, I'm going to poke the bear a little bit because JT is entertaining if he's standing next to me going after somebody because it's fucking funny because it makes fair. no sense. Oh, so it's, it's good for stupid. TV? No, it would be good for my entertainment. I do that to people all the time. I know, you're fucking gaslighting. Yeah, that's right. It's not. But that's what Madison was doing. Leva was agreeing with JT straight up. I that's know. Weird. She was just sitting there nodding like as he was talking. Was yeah, like, and like she started it and then kept going and like poking him and prodding him along to like try to make some sort of point. Now you have to question Leva, which we, again, we had issues with Leva last year because of the way that she blew up at Craig's pillow party. Yeah. Christmas party. But overall, I like was Leva. really weird. I like Leva a lot. But she's not really involved in this show that much any year. She pops up at key moments. She doesn't go on the trips anymore. No. She's got her own thing going on with Southern Hospitality, which is great. Keep Good that up. Her. Keep that up. Maybe start moving away from this show a little bit. I know you kind of want to be there. But at the end of the day, you're not doing a whole lot for me, and this annoyed me. I agree with that. As we start to wind down, Taylor does apologize to everyone, and Olivia is distraught that she couldn't be there for Taylor when her brother passed. And I think that that's a big thing to remember here. Obviously it doesn't excuse her actions during the season, but she's going through a lot of shit too. Her brother passed away and I can't imagine being in that headspace where you've just rattled the entire Southern charm world. You're getting blasted online in the comments, this and that your brother passes away. You're trying to deal with all of this fallout. I don't wish ill will on anybody on these shows. People fuck up. People make mistakes. We call it out. We say shit. Sure, people in the comments say shit. But at the end of the day, they are people. People are people. And it's a shame that, you know, her brother passed. And now she has to try to navigate her way through this. It is her bed that she made. And she has to lie in it and figure a way out of it. It's just this being compounded on it is tough. And to watch Olivia is like, you know, I hated this for you. I hated all of it. Not just like the fact that your brother passed away, but also that you're having to deal with all this stuff even though it was directed at Olivia. And this is what sets Olivia apart from Taylor. This is the difference, is Olivia still has empathy. Even after all this shit, she's like, my heart breaks for you, yep. but I cannot be the one to help you through it. And that's so fair, and I, I understand that. But like, can you move forward? Olivia says no, period. Wish I don't mean no will, but I cannot move forward in this friendship. Yeah, and you could see Taylor, too, during the break, at some point during the episode, I don't know, kind of all gets lumped together. She was still thinking that there was hope in the yeah. friendship. I don't know how delusional she got over the last couple of months or watching that back, but I, I just don't get it. I'm happy that Olivia just straight up said no. Yeah. Because there isn't. There's nothing here. You could have done 50 different things along the way to try to salvage it, and Taylor made the wrong move every single time. If she doesn't realize that, and look, I know that she doesn't have anybody in her corner because Shep is... I still have no idea. Or Sorry, she's got JT and Rodrigo in her corner. Yes, yeah, but neither of them are helping her, and we saw that tonight. Shep is certainly not helping her, but I have no idea what Shep's motives are. It doesn't make any sense to me. She's got nobody in her corner to tell her, hey, Taylor, you made a bunch of mistakes. You could have done this, this, and this. If you just came to somebody else for help instead of trusting Austin in the beginning, then trusting JT, then Shep, or whoever, you may have had a way out and then way back to being a friend of Olivia's. Mm. Anymore, it's gone. I mean, she went through a traumatic event, a whole thing that just disrupted her entire family, and she's still not looking to you for help. Right. Like, you, you should just know. You should just understand and just move on. And, yeah, and... 
be a good enough person to walk away from it and understand like, yeah, this bridge is not getting gapped and that's okay. Or this gap is not getting bridged. Whoever. Is it? Bridge is not getting. Gap. Gap is not getting bridged. We got to bridge the gap. Yeah. This gap's not getting bridged. You can't bridge a gap. You can't gap a bridge. You can't gap a bridge. I guess you could. Could. Cut it in half. Yeah. Maybe. And welcome to engineering. Drill charge. Drill charge. Oh, now we're Call of Duty with the bros. Yep. Um, but the last thing that we discuss is Taylor and Shep. And there's a lot of, there's clearly a lot of love and emotion there. And Taylor says it and Shep says it. And Shep even says like, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say that. I think that, well, one, that he admitted to Taylor recently that he probably was still in love with her. But two, the fact that he's acknowledging like she might've been the one that got away. And I think that's big for him. And I, I gave him credit last reunion or the first episode of the reunion. And I'm giving him credit now. Like he does seem to be in a place where he's at least acknowledging certain things. He's able to say certain things and it does seem genuine, but Taylor says that he's not, but Taylor says that she is not in love with Shep. She says, I have a lot of love for Shep, but I'm not in love with them. And Craig says they're going to get married. I agree with Craig. Yeah. These two are getting back together, right? I think so. I yeah. think so too. I yeah, think, I think that's, so. that's how everyone moves forward. Honestly, Shep will get to a point where maybe through, hopefully through this process, he becomes a better person. Maybe he realizes that he needs Taylor and the way that Taylor is right now, she has no self-respect. She'll go right back to Shep. <laughs> Jesus. But the last question I asked was, Shep and Austin, can you guys find a way back? And this is interesting because Shep says, you know, maybe I have to go outside of this this vein for friendship and find something new. And I do think he was just trying to hurt Austin there. I don't think that that was necessarily genuine, but it is interesting to note that when you're trying to make drastic changes in your life, the three bugaboos, if you will, are people, places, and things. So it actually might be conducive for Shep to remove himself from this for a while. Yeah. And I'm not saying I, I don't want them to have a friendship. I know they're very close. They're best friends. And I don't ever see a world in which they're not friends. But when you're going through this transitional phase, it might actually help you out to take a step back from, from everybody, from Charleston even. Just like go away somewhere and not going to Australia to drink and bang twins at some PGA ball or whatever the fuck that was. But go somewhere for a healing trip. And it's funny because I actually saw that he just got back from like a two-week retreat in like Mexico or something where he was journaling every day, doing yoga, like all of these self-healing things to try to get recentered. So I have said really mean things about Shep. I've been anti-Shep for like two years. I genuinely hope that he figures this out. I genuinely hope that he sees the light and is able to progress from this because, again, we don't wish ill will on people. Right. We like to talk shit, but at the end of the day, people are people. Yeah. People, let the people be people. Let people be people, man. And then I wrote at the end, uh, Austin did take accountability, and JT wants to fuck Austin. Yes. Just agreed. to sum it all up there. But um, overall, just just stellar. Stellar season. Solid reunion. Bravo, bravo. No notes. No notes. Well, you had a lot of notes. But I had yeah. a lot of notes, but I needed the notes because i forget things but that takes us on to the question portion of the show so let's jump right in up first from kimberly ann why is no one addressing how whitney called austin baby that plus the makeout eyes are you implying that whitney and austin are having a fling i think so i mean i don't know what to think about that i I didn't even i didn't even hear it i don't know when did whitney call austin baby I don't know. It must have been subtle. It's not enough. the reunion. 
No, he's not at the reunion. Yeah, so I don't know. I I only have room in my brain for the reunion at this point and some of the season. Um, no, I don't think that Whitney and Austin are hooking up. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Just to answer the question. From exactly, does Andy hate JT? <laughs> I, I don't know if he hates JT. I think he he finds him amusing like the rest of us do. I think he finds him amusing and at the same time gets irritated by him. Oh, from the, oh boy. Vilu I Seau? Or that looks like Junior Seau's last name. That's the only reason I said Seau. Vilu is you. Vilu is you, 27. Please tell me, Dev is also going to watch what happens live since she is the OG Bravo fan of this podcast. One, thank you so much for remembering Dev. Two, absolutely she's coming. She's so excited. I'm so excited that she gets to be there. I promised her I would get her to watch what happens live one way or another. I didn't think this would be how I did it, but um, I'm I'm so excited that we get to share this together as, you know, we've, we've gotten to share this whole Bravo thing together. It's been pretty special. So, yes, of course, Dev is going. Ooh, let's get into this one. From Terrence O'Neill, what is a straight male's stance on sleeping with friends' exes? Fair game or no? Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Don't even look at them. Yeah, no. Yeah, they don't. They don't exist to you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not people anymore. They're not. They are gone. They are even ghosts. in Charleston, which is a weird place. But yeah, no, no, absolutely firm. Absolutely not. She definitely shouldn't be getting manicures and pedicures with them, let alone hooking up with them or having sleepovers. Yeah, weird. Yeah, when we say it like this, it does make it way more black and white. No, you're not supposed to. It's fucked up. Last one. Let's do. Oh, interesting. From Annabelle, because I actually had this thought, too. Um, I wanted to talk to you about it. But from Annabelle R. Goodson, do you think the cast was hard on Taylor, given her brother's recent passing? I actually had the same thought process. It seems that Olivia is getting more grace than Taylor. I understand that Taylor's under the microscope, but was it? And did she get dragged that hard this reunion? Uh, I think that Taylor was just supposed to answer for what she did in the season. I actually think that they could have gone a lot harder on her. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think they were that vicious towards her. No, I think they were just asking her questions and I think commenting she... on her behavior throughout the season. I mean, it, it, it's tough to do. I can't even imagine it. Like, you go through something like that, and then you have to sure. go to a reunion. And, like, that wasn't on the show. So it's a little different. So, yeah, we talked about it, but... We talked a little bit more about Olivia's because we watched that and the viewers got to see that. I think that they probably would have gone harder at Taylor. I think that they were handling her with a little bit of care. Not to mention she kind of shot herself in the foot by bringing up that stupid T-Rav comment. Like right. she, she actually probably would have skated by with minimal blowback had she not brought that up. Yeah, I think Austin... I mean, Austin did take the brunt of everything pretty much the entire reunion. Yeah, that's Plus, true. JT was making sure that everything went back to Austin, so... Yeah, the fuckboy actresses. Yeah, I, th I think Taylor probably should have stayed out of it with the T-Rav situation. Oh, without a doubt. That was their, her only... Didn't help at all. ...snafu, if you will. But, um... Other than that, we gotta get our beauty sleep, pal. We are making our, tele our live TV debut... Is this network television, or is this... What does this count as? Cable. Is this cable? I, think I guess networks cable. like ABC, NBC, right? Yeah. But it's, an, it's a subsidiary of NBC, you know? NBC Universal owns yep. it. Sure is. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going through these weird up and downs where I'm like, oh my God, I'm excited. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm nervous. And I'm like, oh, I'm excited. And I'm like, I don't believe this is happening until I'm standing behind the bar with this cutie over here. Hey, now. This mustachioed gentleman. 
I just shaved my beard to make sure that it grows in a little bit for tomorrow. There I don't like fresh shaven. I need I need one day of scruff under the beard. Under the beard. Yeah. Just under so the can... beard. Under the beard. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you seen the live action Mer- Little Mermaid? No. So good. Is it? Oh my god, it's amazing. I forget who. Voices... I haven't watched. I haven't watched any of those live actions from cartoons. Really? Yeah. There's some really good ones. Little Mermaid was great. Um, Lion King was okay. Uh, what else? I heard is Lion there? King sucked. Lion King was okay just to watch. Like that was. The I watched first a little one. bit of the Aladdin one. I didn't like that. Aladdin, I, I actually liked. Uh, the Lion King was cool because I think that was the first one they did that was like real live action, and seeing all the characters come to life like looking real was pretty wild. But as far as it didn't hit the same as like the cartoon version. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they're making a live action Moana, which signed me up for because Moana is my favorite Disney movie of all time. Is the Rock gonna be in it? Yes, he's rehashing his role of uh, Maui. Good. I probably won't watch it, but good for him. Oh, dude. Have you watched Moana? Yeah, I've watched Moana. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. I'm just making sure. Cartoons are great. Yeah, okay. All right. That. All right. I'm just checking. Just checking in with you. But remember to follow us on all of our socials at brav underscore bros. Make sure you get your tickets for Thursday night. As I said before, we're expecting an influx of tickets after tomorrow night. So we want to make sure that you, our original listeners, our brav bro G's, if you will, that you guys get first dibs. So make sure you get those tickets. Come hang out with us, Aaron Litchie. We got Joe Bradley hanging out with us. We got Danielle hanging out with us. It's going to be a really good time. So get your tickets. Come hang out with the bros. Get your tickets for March 6th. We'll be promoing that one much more. So if you don't get your tickets immediately. Yeah, but why Why wait? Yeah, just get them now. Why, why, why wait? There's nothing better than getting a ticket to an event and then forgetting about it. And then remembering. And then remembering, yeah. 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 Oh, it's like a little gift to yourself. Yep. So go do it, man. Do it. All right. Now. All right, we'll see yous on TV tomorrow. Jesus. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Oh, yeah. Rob Bros are out of here. Bye. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.